One Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. us today. Uh, whether you're here locally in Orlando or whether you're joining us uh, from somewhere across the country or around the world, uh, that's the beauty of technology, that we can gather this way and celebrate God's goodness together. And uh, so today, even as you're in your home, I want to invite you, if you would, just to come with me and gather around the Word of God for a few minutes. And uh, later in the service, we're going to hear from some moms. Uh, but first of all, I, again, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to every mother, uh, every uh, future mother. And I know that on this day, uh, for some, this is a day that we are celebrating our moms. For some, perhaps this is a day that we are missing our moms. Uh, perhaps you've lost your mom. She's no longer with you and you're missing her today. Uh, for some, perhaps it's a day of longing that you want to be a mom. You're longing to be a mom, to express that mother's heart. Uh, but the fact is that every single one of us has been impacted by the love of a mother and I believe that the reason that that is so for every one of us is because ultimately the love of a mother is an expression of God's love. And so I want to speak to you today uh, about the mothering heart of God, the, the, the mothering love of God. And I want you to look with me in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. This is an important scripture that we go back to often because it's the creation story as God makes mankind. And it says this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, says that God created man in his own image. I love that picture of who God is, that his, the, the first account we have of God is that he is a creator. He's the source of all life. And we are made in his image. It goes on to say, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, have kids, make families. And I, I want you to see that here in the creation story, really the first experience of mankind, we see not only God blessing mankind, but we also see God creating uh, men and women distinct and representing his image. You know, in the world today, oftentimes uh, the world diminishes the distinction between men and women, but God places value on the distinction between men and women. That men and women ultimately in distinct ways reflect the nature of God, the image of God, the glory of God to bless the world. Now, I believe that's important for us to recognize because oftentimes we think about God as Father, which is, which is rightfully so. Um, in fact, throughout Scripture, God reveals Himself as Father. But we see here that women, uh, as they fulfill the role of mothering, that they are just as much image bearers of God. You see, God is ultimately not male and female, but male and female distinctly and uniquely reflect the nature of God. And I believe there's a longing within every person's heart for the love that only a mother can give, ultimately because that love 
is a reflection of the nature of God. And so on this Mother's Day, I want to take a few minutes just to look through Scripture at the attributes of God that reflect, uh, that are reflected in the love of a mother. I want to give you seven thoughts of, of how God mothers us or the mothering love of God. The first thing I want you to see about God is that God remembers you. What an awesome thought. God remembers you. I love what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15. It says this, Can a woman forget her nursing child? I don't think so. And not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. God is saying that over Israel and over us as his children also, he, he says, you know, your parents, even your parents may forget about you. Dads, we forget. Moms, not as much. Uh, I don't know if you've ever forgotten your kids. I've forgotten my kids before. I remember one time uh, when we were first planting the church and we were meeting at the Winter Park Community Center, I remember my responsibility was to bring Linus in, our third, uh, who was a newborn at the time. And we, were, we had this new church and kind of the responsibility, all of us, and we were a one-car family getting out of the car and uh, I was bringing all of the responsibilities I had, got into the church or got into the building. And about 30 minutes later, Jen came up to me and said, uh, where's Linus? And I said, well, you got Linus. She said, no, you were supposed to get Linus. And I realized I had forgotten Linus. Dads, we forget sometimes. Uh, if you remember the movie Home Alone, you, rem re you remember that scene as they're sitting on the plane and taking off, and Kevin's mom's going, I feel like I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting? And the dad says, no, everything's okay. And then she goes, Kevin, she had forgotten her son. And, you know, the reality is that sometimes we as parents, even with the best intentions we have, we forget. But I'm glad to tell you that God never forgets you. Maybe you feel forgotten today. Maybe you feel like you're not on the radar of maybe even your mom and dad, but I'm glad to tell you today that God never forgets you. Just as a mother remembers her child, God remembers you. The second thing I want you to see is that God comforts you. God comforts you. Uh, the scripture says this in, later in Isaiah 66, verse 12 to 13. God says over Israel, Then you shall feed on her mother's sides, and you shall be carried and dandled on her knees. What a cool word, dandled. That's like someone holds a baby and bounces a baby on their knees. God says, I'm going to dandle you. And then it says, As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. I remember in the early days of being a dad with our firstborn child, I remember feeling a little bit useless because ultimately I didn't have what he needed. He needed his mom. He needed the comfort of his mother. Uh, in the middle of the night still, sometimes our, our babies will cry. And uh, dads, we have to admit, sometimes we just roll over and pretend like we're still asleep. But moms, they don't fake sleeping. They wake up because uh, a mother's love comforts a child. And God says, I'm going to comfort you. What a beautiful 
promise through the love of God that we have the comfort uh, of God in our situation today. Even if you're in difficulty today, God loves you. God comforts you. The third thing I want you to see, it's not only does God remember you and God comforts you, the third thing I want you to see is that God satisfies you. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 131, verse 2. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. This is David speaking. He says, like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. When he says weaned there, he doesn't mean a a child that is totally weaned from his mother's milk. He actually means a child that is so uh, full and so satisfied that he's weaned from his mother because he's so satisfied. Uh, We use a term as parents that you may have heard. It's called milk drunk. I don't know if you've ever seen a milk drunk baby, but it's a baby that is so satisfied that they just, their eyes are closed, their head is back. They may have a smile on their face. Their tummy is full. Life is good. All is well in the world. It doesn't matter what is happening in the economy. It doesn't matter what's happening in politics. They are satisfied because their mom has given them everything they need. And God said, the scripture says that God satisfies us like a child that's satisfied, milk drunk on his mother's milk. God satisfies you. Everything we need, God gives to us. God remembers us. He comforts us. He satisfies us. Number four, I want you to see that God celebrates you. God celebrates you. Maybe you feel like nobody celebrates me, but I want you to know God celebrates you. The Bible says this in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, that the Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. Listen to this. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. It's that picture of a a mother that rejoices over their children, quieting us with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Dads, I know we love to celebrate our kids, but there's nothing quite like the celebration that a mom gives her children. I've been with Jennifer many times on a Little League baseball field when one of our boys uh, makes a, a hit. And, you know, I cheer, but Jennifer is like celebrating, going crazy, partying. She's actually taught me how to celebrate. Uh, When we got married, when we first had kids, birthdays were something that weren't really a big deal to me. Uh, It was kind of one of those things at the end of the day that I would remember and say, do you know it's your birthday? It was an afterthought for me, but not for Jennifer. She loves to celebrate our kids. She's created an atmosphere of celebrating in our home. Now in our home, it's not just your birthday, but it's your birth month. When, you're, when, when it turns the month of your birthday, it's your birth month, it's your, it's your birth week, it's your birthday. It's a, a major celebration. She's taught me about what a golden birthday is. I don't know if you know, a golden birthday is when you turn the number of years that equals the day of the month that you were born. I didn't know what a golden birthday was, but Jennifer has taught me how to celebrate. And that's really a picture of how God celebrates over his children. God is looking at you today, celebrating you. He's so proud of you. He delights. The scripture says he's dancing over you. He's beside himself celebrating you. 
The fifth thing I want you to see, how God's love is revealed in the love of a mother. The fifth thing is this, that God serves you. God serves you. Listen to what the Bible says in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. It says this, When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Do you hear that, that parental, that motherly love? I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms. But they did not know that I healed them. I took care of them when they were hurt. I stooped and fed them. And, and the prophet Hosea is revealing this motherly love of God towards his children in the way that he practically serves us. It says, I taught them to walk. I, I, I took them by their arms. I held them by their hand. I healed them when they were hurt. Like a mother heals her children, cares for her children. God says, I, I healed you. I stooped and fed you. What a beautiful picture of the, of the motherly love of God towards his children, that he demonstrates his love through serving us, through meeting practical needs. You know, that's, that's an aspect of motherhood that often goes unseen. It's the beautiful, sacrificial service that mothers give to their children. I remember when I was a kid, uh, many nights laying in bed after all of us had been put to sleep, uh, and hearing my mom working away, cleaning up a kitchen, vacuuming floors. And as a kid, I thought, why are you working so late at night? You know, like that song we've been singing, even when I don't see it, you're working. That was the case for my mom. And of course, now I understand that when you have four boys, you've got to work when you can. And sometimes that's after everybody's gone to bed. But that serving is a picture of God's love towards his children. The Bible says this in Psalm 127 verse 2, that the Lord gives his beloved sleep. One commentator said that a more accurate translation is the Lord gives to his beloved while they sleep. Just like a, a mother is serving her children, caring for her family, even while others sleep, God is saying, I'm serving you while you sleep, even when you don't see it, I'm working, taking care of you, healing you, providing for you. What a beautiful picture of the mothering love of God. The sixth thing I want you to see that reflects the love of a mother in the love of God, the sixth thing is that God protects you. God protects you. We've been reading often Psalm 91 late, lately and declaring the protection of God the Bible says this in Matthew 23, verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Jesus is speaking over God's people in Jerusalem. He's saying, I, I want to gather you. I want to take care of you. I want to protect you. I want to look after you like a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings as a, as a predator may approach. Those, those chicks would run to the mother hen. And, and we may think, well, a, a hen, that's not a very strong picture of protection. But what Jesus was revealing is that when there is the heart of a mother, even a, a, a mother hen, 
becomes like a mama bear. There's a reason we talk about a mama bear as a picture of protection over her cubs. You know, there's been cases recorded of mothers lifting even cars off of their children. Why? Because there's something in a mother that wants to protect their children. Don't, we, we often think, you know, men are stronger than women. Well, let me tell you this. Don't mess with a mom's children. Why? Because mothers love to protect. A mother's love will always protect their children. And that is a picture of the mothering love of God, that God wants to protect you. He wants to care for you. He says, I, I wanted to gather you, but you were not willing. That brings me to my final point. Number seven is this, that not only does God remember you, does God comfort you, does God protect you and serve you, but the last thing I want you to see is that God births you. God births you. This is a picture of just as a mother really gives life to a child, that she becomes the source as a mother has birthed us physically. She's the source of life. She's the source of health and strength. So God is saying, I want to give you life. I am your source of life. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 3, verse 3. He said, you must be born again. Just as you were born physically through conceived through the love of your mom and dad. And just as you were birthed through the labor of your mom, so every single one of us as children of God, we've been conceived by the love of God. We've been birthed through the labor of Jesus Christ as he labored on the cross, giving his life so that you and I could have life. We can be born again. For every single one of us, regardless of what our natural family looks like, regardless of what our, what our natural mom and dad were like, perhaps they weren't a good reflection of God's fatherly love or motherly love, but I have good news for you that through Jesus, through faith in Jesus, every single one of us can be born again, born into a new family, born into a new life of love through the love of God. And I want to pray for you today. I want to give you an opportunity to receive that new life, to receive that love of God. But I'm reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew as he said, I wanted to gather you, but you were not willing. The question is, are you willing to receive the love of God today? And perhaps some of you have never received God's love. You've never received that experience of being born again, receiving the love of God, receiving new life through Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you. But perhaps some of you, you've known that, but you have not experienced, or, or maybe you feel that you are deficient, the love of God. And the fact is that regardless of how great a father or a mother's love may be, it can never replace. It's only a reflection of the love of God. And so I want to pray for you right now. And perhaps right where you're at, if you would bow your heads and just create a space to meet with God where you're at today. I want to pray 
for those of you who have perhaps never been born again. You've never received the love of God. And I also want to pray for those of you who need to be refreshed in the love of God. And so, Father, I pray for every person that's watching this today. God, I thank you today that even as we are celebrating our mothers today, our moms today, God, thank you that they are a reflection of your love for us. And God, I pray for those that have perhaps never received your love. They've never been born again. God, I pray that right now, this would be a moment, a life-changing, life-giving moment. And so wherever you're at, if you need to receive that life of God, let's just pray this together. God, I come to you today. I need your life. I've lived my way. And I've turned away from you. But today I choose to turn towards you. To receive your life. To receive your love. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you. In Jesus' name. And Father, I pray also for those that perhaps are missing their moms today. Lord, or perhaps they've, they, their mother wasn't a good reflection of your love. Lord, I pray that we would experience afresh and anew the mothering love of God today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're going to hear from some moms this morning in our church. And I want to invite you just to stay with us through the entirety. It's about 30 minutes. And at the end, we want to pray for you and give you some next steps for those who made that decision today. And so now take a look at this as we hear from some moms in our community. Well, we are on now with some awesome moms on this Mother's Day. And, uh, Thank you, guys. I, I see you all um, on the screen. And uh, thank you, moms, for jumping on today and taking a few minutes just to talk with us about uh, motherhood. And we're talking about how um, motherhood really reflects the, the nature of God. And so, of course, as a, as a man, as a dad, I can't do that all on my own. I need to hear, we need to hear from some moms. And so I've asked uh, some of my, uh, for Jen and I, some of the moms that we just have such admiration for to be on today. And so I'm going to go around, let you introduce yourselves, and uh, then we'll just kind of have a little chat about, uh, about motherhood. So uh, we will start with the one that's joining us from the furthest away, Sarah Hammer. You're on today. I feel like we're doing like a... Um, uh, variety show or something. Sarah Hammer, you're, you're you're the next contestant on Talk to Talk to Mom. Uh, so anyway, Sarah, um, you're you're in Tennessee right now. But tell us, Sarah, um, tell us about your kids. How old are they? How many do you have? So I have Micah, who is just turned four, and Ella, who is five. Yes, they are model kids, super cute, super cute kids. And uh, so you guys have gone to the mountains to, to let them 
have a little space, I guess, yeah. huh? Change of pace. We change. Yeah, yeah. Good. Very good. Well, next, uh, Maria. I'm so glad to see you. So good to see all of you. <laughs> we miss you too. I, I miss you because you are my neighbor and just a couple months ago you moved away. And so I used to just look out the front window to see you. Now we have to Zoom to connect. I know, I know, sad thing. <laughs> Maria, hey, tell us, you are uh, a mom um, and uh, uh, now of adults, but tell us, uh, tell us about your kids. Yes, I have twins, uh, sons. I was gonna say twin boys, but they're not boys anymore. They're 21, pretty soon they'll be 22. Um, yeah, we are still uh, living together, now in smaller quarters than we used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, hey Ruthie, good to see you. You got that beautiful uh, wallpaper in the background. <laughs> and I know your kids are there and, and the same for uh, Sarah and for Brittany as well, but uh, if we're interrupted by kids partway through, that's all right, it's mom life. But uh, how many kids do you have? What are their names uh, or their ages and names too? We have Anya. Anya is eight. Um, Nina is five. Julian is two. And we have another one on the way. This thing. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Is that yes. the first yes. moment that that's, it, that that's been announced on? Yes. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear it here you first. Heard. One church, mom's Zoom interview. Uh, the Yorks are becoming a family of six, which is incredible. And uh, well, we and also Brittany is on with us today, Brittany Smith, and your family's growing too. So, Brittany, tell us how many kids you have and how old are your kids? I have um, Beckham, who's five. Um, Ever is going to be two at the end of the month, and then we'll have another one in July, like mid July. Awesome, awesome. So one church is growing. And <laughs> after this uh, Corona season, there may be a baby boom, another baby boom. We'll see. But anyway, well, um, thank you all of you so much for jumping on with me today. I know we're recording this in the middle of the day, and I know it's nap time, but I really wanted everybody to hear from uh, some moms because I believe that um, moms really reflect uh, an aspect of God's nature in a unique way. You know, the Bible says that God made man in the image of God, male and female. And so you as moms uh, reflect the nature of God in a way that uh, us dads or men never will. Uh, but I'd love to just kind of ask you guys, um, you know, obviously you're a mom, uh, but you're a follower of Jesus, lover of Jesus too. And how has, uh, maybe I can ask, um, ask Sarah this first. Sarah, how has uh, being a mom, uh, or how has your walk with the Lord affected uh, your life as a mom? Well, 
um, it it changes. I mean, since kids, it's it's changed a lot. Um, I I I have to cling to him more than I used to pre kids, and um, yeah. I feel like it's a it's a different kind of connection. It's a deeper connection. Um, I get to learn about God in in different ways that I hadn't previously. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about Ruthie for you? And and maybe I didn't ask that, uh, Sarah. That was a great answer. I don't know if I clarified because there's kind of two ways that I want to ask it. First is how does uh, how does your relationship with God affect the way you mother? And then also how does the the fact that you're a, a mom affect your relationship with the Lord. So Ruthie, since you've been a mom, um, has that changed your relationship with the Lord? Yeah, I think it's affected it in the way that, um, like, you know how you people, people say it is true that there is freedom in God's law. And, um, I, I don't know that, I never questioned that aspect, but it became a lot easier to understand and like a more practical reality when you have kids that you are, you know, teaching boundaries to because you love them. And then it's just constantly all day you're like, oh, you know, realizing that part of God's character is because he loves us so much. And mm. like I said, not that I questioned it, but it just, made it more applicable and I can understand it better. Yeah. So kind of regarding boundaries, you see a parallel as a mom to, to the really the guidance that God gives us for how we live. Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. Hey, Brittany, I know I knew, I knew you, um, I guess before you had any kids, you and Ross, before you had any kids, I know, that you, uh, as as everybody, uh, all all the moms here, uh, you are you love the Lord, you love to worship, you love to be in the presence of God. Uh, has has that changed at all since you've had kids? Oh yeah, I mean, I think it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and it changes with the amount of kids as well, um, and of course the stage of life. Um, but it, it hasn't changed the tenacity in, in which I worship. If anything, I just worship harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More. Um, but I think the physical time is different. Um, and, and that looks different day to day. Um, but there's always time, you know, if mm. we prioritize it. And, it. and it may look different. Like I said, I mean, I'm walking into the newborn season. That will look different. Um, than it has in this season where I've had the time to be able to wake up before my children and worship or, um, you know, be in his word. Um, and I know in this next season with the lack of sleep and um, just having another child, you know, it will probably change and that's okay. And I think that God's grace just kind of follows you through and kind of pads all that, um, yeah depending on what season you walk into so yeah how have you found ways to bring that um 
that love for the presence of God um, into uh, your routine as a mom, when maybe your life isn't as flexible? Um, has there been any ways that you've found to still bring that in? Yeah, well, like I said, in this season, for me, waking up before my kids and having that hour before they actually come out of their rooms is really, really important to me. Um, and I'm able to do it now when, like I said, when the baby comes, I probably won't want to wake up an hour before the other children. Um, but even whether I do or I don't, we still have like that two or three hour mark in the morning where they know we listen to Jesus music is what they call it. Um, so like no flows in none of that until like at least after like lunchtime. Um, so they just know that, um, that's just kind of what we do first thing in the morning. And, um, so just little things like that, I feel like are really helpful. And then of course there's like amazing kids worship albums that they can really get into and, you know, worship themselves as well. So, yeah. um, Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Maria, I, um, like I said, I was your neighbor and uh, we miss having you around and Brittany Mm -hmm. is in the neighborhood too. Um, But so we miss having, (laughs) we miss having you around, but I got to see kind of your journey um, or at least a, a portion of your journey of faith that um, ran parallel to your life as a mom. And mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, um, you know, if you could speak to that of how being a mom, it, it, I don't want to impose it on you, but I think yeah. I would be correct in saying really being a mom drove you to a place of faith uh, in greater faith. And could you tell us a little bit of how that happened for you? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I always grew up knowing God and knowing of his power and his almightiness. Um, but when I, I can say that even before I develop a relationship with Jesus, before then, I think when I got pregnant is when I started realizing that I needed to depend on him um, for his protection. Mm-hmm. So um, before I never used to pray much. I mean, I would do the Lord's prayer, but that was it. Um, so after I prayed and I started praying specifically for, for them, for their protection, for health. Um, and then uh, throughout, you know, growing, you know, raising them by myself for the most part um, from the time they were like, you know, 13 and 14 months, I realized that that relationship needed to be stronger, but I didn't know how to find it. I didn't know how to cultivate it. I was, Mm. my faith wasn't strong enough. And I always knew that he was providing that strength, but I didn't know how to relate to him. And so then when I actually, um, you know, discover that relationship through Jesus and what gave me was the feeling that not only I can trust him 100% besides depending on him, but that I'm not alone 
in making every decision that I need to make about my children. Mm-hmm. And that I can actually pray with faith um, that their protection and their healing and and the wisdom that I need to guide them will be there as long as I ask for it. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's how my my faith was transformed you know when i when i realized that i could trust him a hundred percent and that um miracles do happen you Mm know um yeah uh uh, it transformed the way i see my life and not feeling alone in every decision that i made and and how i Mm. ask for their protection and their healing yeah I love that, Maria. Uh, you are a hero, as as all moms are heroes. But you raised uh, uh, you were a, a single mom raising your kids, and also raising twin boys, and that's mm-hmm. a huge, huge responsibility. And mm-hmm. uh, your your boys have become awesome men, and um, I just have such admiration uh, for you. I'd love maybe Sarah and, and Ruthie, because you are, uh, as Brittany mentioned, you're, you're in the season where you've got little kids at home. Um, you both are, are passionate in your own relationship with the Lord. How have you guys uh, found ways to bring your relationship with the Lord into um, life with little ones? Sarah, I think you're muted. <laughs> For me, it's sort of along the lines of what Brittany was saying. Like, we constantly play worship music. Like, yeah. and if anyone is in a bad mood, including myself, like, I'm like, we're turning it on, we're turning it up. And um, whether it's dancing out or, you know, just really meditating, and it helps me to to pray. Um, another thing that we do practically is the Bible, um, for kids. It's an app. Um, and they absolutely love that. And that is every morning. Um, most of the time it's, uh, with Matt, but, um, that's just, we can talk about those things later too. Um, and incorporate that into our day-to-day stuff. Um, we, I do this thing when I'm in the car with them. We talk about um, what are you grateful for, what are you grateful for, um, and and we we just pray throughout the day. And um, there's conflict resolution. My kids are 18 months apart, and um, that has to be dealt with in a Christ-like yeah. manner, you know. So um, those are just some practical things that that we do throughout the day. Yeah, I love I love that, Sarah. You and Matt do such a great job of just, um, I think, really living as, as followers of Jesus in all of life. And it's evident with your kids. I love, I love their sweetness at our at Connect Group. Uh, at your house, they're always there at the door welcoming everybody. And it's just a, a really cool thing. Um, Ruthie, any, anything else to add to that that has been helpful for you? Is there any secret, uh, secrets that we don't know yet? 
I agree with what she's saying about worship. And sometimes you feel like if your day has gone off the rails, I just like stop everything, homeschooling and stuff. You just stop and you're like, let's restart. Like, let's pray. We'll restart, put some worship on. And um, another thing is that if we're, if I'm correcting them, um, I never say like that that doesn't make mommy happy because my happiness doesn't matter. It's like, are you reflecting the character of Jesus? So wow. I'll, bring it, I'll bring it to like, um, I'll just try to reflect God's character, Jesus character. Like, you know, we need to be gentle like Jesus and try to liken it to a, you know, a story, a parable that they would be familiar with. So I try to make it not about, what I'm feeling, but about what we should all be emulating. Um, so in those conflict resolution times, just bringing in Jesus' character. I love that, Ruthie, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, hey, let me ask you guys this. I know in our culture today, um, and, and maybe this has been true throughout history, but uh, I know that oftentimes motherhood is not honored in the way that I think it should be. Um, I think uh, the Bible certainly uh, gives honor to, to moms. Uh, when God wanted to come to the earth, he came to a, a mom. And um, so how would you say that, um, you know, your relationship with the Lord has impacted your view for motherhood? Um, you know, sometimes that people use the uh, phrase of you're, you know, just uh, just a mom. Sometimes they ask, you know, what my wife does. Does she work or is she just a mom? I'm like, well, just a mom. That's like three jobs, four jobs, 10 jobs. Um, and regardless of whether, you know, a mom is working outside of the home or not, um, you know, motherhood in and of itself is a hugely uh, important role. So maybe Sarah, I know you're involved with MOPS, uh, Mothers of Preschoolers here in, in Winter Park. Uh, how has your relationship with the Lord impacted the, the way that you see motherhood? Well, uh, it's been a journey. It continues to be a journey and realizing um, that my identity is more um, in Christ and not exactly in what I do. So that gives me, um, freedom to walk that out when I'm mothering and, um, just, I have justification like in Jesus and not in, um, what everyone else has to say wow. is. So, that's a, a constant learning process, and it, it does help having um, peer moms around that are in the same uh, boat. Uh, it's helped. Um, I know that since I don't work, it plays an even heavier role on me. Well, what, what, do I do? what am I doing? Like, what is my, um, my calling? So uh, I'm, I'm still... I'm still working it out, and um, God's giving me a lot of grace in that. And with with the Mops moms um, who are also 
um, not working and staying at home with your kids, um, it's it it gives a, a community that's I think very important for stability um, in my life. So yeah, I I love that, Sarah. That's a that's a mic dropper. My justification is in the Lord. And I, I love that. That's so important for every one of us, um, whatever season of life that we're in, to not find our identity in that, but in, in Christ. And um, we never graduate from that. And um, that's, that's really, really important. Um, I know we have just a few minutes left. I, I just have a couple of couple more questions. Uh, one is, um, you know, I know that this, you know, culture that we live in now, there is a challenge um, to motherhood and really to all of life that is fairly recent. And that is the advent of comparison through social media. Uh, the problem of Pinterest and Instagram and everybody showing, uh, you know, the picture perfect life. And for moms in particular, uh, when you have kids, life can't be picture perfect. And so how do you, um, how, how have you all navigated um, just kind of not falling into the trap of comparison or pressure? Um, I know all of you are uh, pretty Instagrammy and Pinteresty yourselves, but um, you know to not be consumed by that. Um, Ruthie, how about you? Um, I kind of generally don't, in the, in a nice way, I don't really care what people think about me. Um, <laughs> I've yeah. never, I don't, I can't recall a time that I felt pressured to be like other people. Um, so a couple years back, I had decided, I just saw moms at the park, like just so distracted on social media. And I'm like, this is a beautiful day. Like, you know, there's so many mental pictures and memories and smells you can be experiencing right now. And you just see them like taking selfies. And part of me, I'm like, the only person looking at that is yourself. You're like scrolling through, you know, I just felt like people were missing so much. So a couple years ago, I got off. I just logged off of stuff. And um, and then every now and then I'd go back to, you know, look at one thing or search one person and I'd realize I wasn't missing anything. Um, and recently in the quarantine, I logged back in because I just got bored after a couple weeks and thought, I'm not seeing people. Let me log back in and see what's going on. Yeah. And it's nice to see like people that you haven't seen, but nothing's really changed. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where it came from, but I, I don't know. I guess I wanted to learn from what I saw other people's mistakes were. So I felt like I didn't want to get drawn too much into that. Yeah. Yeah. So it is possible to log off. <laughs> I don't know that they ever stop watching you, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, any uh, any of the rest of you had have anything to add to that? Is I mean, I agree completely. I took a break recently for a few months just because I got it just was overwhelming. You know, just it was too much information for my brain to compute, 
and not even just the mom stuff, but just all of it. Um, but I think having, um, genuine relationships really helps with that as well. Like, I mean, the park stuff is very real <laughs> and there's a lot of that at the park. Um, and I think that that's completely true. Just being able to be present in your day-to-day -day life with the people who are actually here with you around you. Um, but having, you know, you know, Ruthie and I go to the park together and actually like share a conversation instead of communicating solely through social media, I think is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and that way you can cultivate an actual relationship instead of one that just looks really nice or yeah. one that you yeah. think is a certain way, you know? Um, so I would say just getting close to people helps. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, you know, that is um, a part of what happens in church. You know, um, I, I, I've seen that with all of you guys. I've been in your homes, know your kids. You've been in my home and, and you know, with Jen and I's home, know our kids. Um, you know, it's easy as a pastor. Sometimes you can think, well, I've got to kind of present a certain uh, level of spirituality and that can hold up pretty well until you meet kids because <laughs> kids don't put on a facade and um and, and so i think that's that's beautiful Brittany, of uh just real relationships that bring such freedom and i think that's what um you know we experience in, in church um hey in in closing um maria you are like I said, you're a hero uh, in so many ways, um, raising twin boys as a single mom, but you've also walked through some seasons. Now your sons are in a different season as adults. Mm -hmm. Would you have any words of encouragement, words of wisdom for any moms out there that go, you know what, I'm not sure if I can make it through this moment that I'm in. They, I feel like throwing in the towel. Uh, any, yes. any words of encouragement for them? Yes, I will say um, the season will pass and better seasons will come. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that to me, um, asking for wisdom and guidance has always um, given me the strength that I need to go every day knowing that the decisions I'm making are are good ones, and if they're not, that you know God will guide me to correct them. And you know, the word season is just that; it only lasts for so long, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you know happiness cannot be all the time. I'm just saying that you know when you go through days that you're thinking you know, how am I going to make it another day? Um, just, you know, pray about it and, and concentrate on, on what Jesus and the Holy Spirit is telling you is the right thing to do versus like all of you were already saying what mm -hmm. other people think, you know, because yeah. um, what matters is the priorities that you have in your life for your family and everything else is secondary. And so mm. the, 
the the bad moments will be replaced with amazing ones that are sometimes very unexpected and yeah. at the perfect time, not at your yeah. time. So yeah. <laughs> That's, Maria, that's awesome. I love that thought of seasons will change. Mm -hmm. And probably the moment that we're in right now, or that some of us may be in where we feel like, you know, we want to uh, pull our hair out for those who have it. Mm -hmm. um, this will probably be the season we'll look back at and go, oh, I long for that moment, that season. And um, a, a beautiful encouragement. So, well, Moms, thank you, all of you, for taking the time to chat the middle of the day, giving up maybe your nap time, peace and quiet to share <laughs> with us. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Love you all so much. And thanks for joining us today. And happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. What a blessing to hear from moms in our community today. And as we bring this service to a close, I just want to pray again God's blessing over uh, every woman uh, in our church community, every woman that's tuning in. And we want to honor you as women, whether you're a sister, a mom, a grandma, that you uniquely carry the potential to reflect the mothering heart of God. And so I want to pray for you as we prepare to close today. Father, I thank you Lord, for every woman, for every sister, Lord, for every mom, Lord, for every grandmother, Lord, whatever season of life they're in, Father, perhaps those that are missing their mom today or longing to be a mom today, God, thank you, Lord, that through your life and your love, your heart in us, God, that we and women in particular have the ability to reflect your mothering heart. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless them today. God, I pray in every woman's heart, let there be a, a, a sense of your love, God, that you remember them, that you comfort them, that you serve them, Lord, so that they can reflect your mothering love to the world around them, God. We thank you for them. We honor them today. We bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today and for staying in touch during this church online season. Actually, today we're launching a new website to help us stay connected in this season. And you can go to ocparkdistrict.com, ocparkdistrict.com. We'll be keeping you up to speed with all of the latest updates through that website, through social media. If you've not yet subscribed to our e-newsletter, you can do that at that website. And so have a great, great week. We love you, moms. We love you all. We look forward to talking to you soon.